Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. In his Consolation to Helvia, Seneca the Younger poses the following question. Is it not madness and the wildest lunacy to desire so much when you can hold so little? He goes on to say how unwise it is to think that it is the amount of money and not the state of mind that matters. This is just one example of the Stoic attitude to wealth and the accumulation of possessions. In A Guide to the Good Life, William B. Irvine describes this attitude, the foregoing of luxurious living, by saying the following, quote, Those who crave luxury typically have to spend considerable time and energy to attain it. Those who eschew luxury can devote this same time and energy to other, more worthwhile undertakings, end quote. Irvine adds that even though he doesn't pursue wealth, a Stoic might nevertheless acquire it. A Stoic will, after all, do what he can to make himself useful to his fellow humans, and as a result, may be well rewarded. Someone who found himself in this position in recent times was Jose Mujica. After becoming president of Uruguay in 2010, he shunned his newfound wealth and donated 90% of his $12,000 monthly salary to charities benefiting poor people and small entrepreneurs. He may not identify as a Stoic, but Mujica, in the words of Irvine, made himself useful to his fellow humans. His salary bump wasn't the only thing he shunned. Mujica also declined to live in the Uruguayan presidential palace or to use its staff, preferring to continue living with his wife on their farm, guarded only by two police officers and their three-legged dog, Manuela. Mujica's austere lifestyle gained plenty of attention, and the media often referred to him as either the world's humblest head of state or the world's poorest president. Even if Mujica's political ideals don't align with your own, it's difficult not to admire his way of life and his principles, which could certainly be deemed stoic. It may surprise those unfamiliar with Uruguayan politics, like myself, that the placid-seeming old farmer had an eventful time as a member of an armed guerrilla group in his younger days. Without wishing to get into the weeds of the political climate at that time, suffice it to say that in the early 1970s, Mujica was captured by the government and imprisoned. Held under military custody and squalid conditions, he spent a total of 13 years in captivity. Speaking in a 2014 interview on how that experience shaped his overall philosophy of living, Mujica said the following, quote, I slept for many years on a prison floor, and the nights I got a mattress I was happy. I survived with barely nothing, so I started giving great importance to the small things in life and to the limits of things. If I dedicate myself to having a lot of things, I will have to spend a great part of my life taking care of them, and I won't have time left to spend it on the things I like, in my case, politics. So living light is no sacrifice for me. It's an affirmation of freedom, of having the greatest amount of time available for what motivates me. It's the price of my individual freedom. I'm richer this way. End quote. When his time as president came to an end in 2015, despite his popularity, Uruguayan presidents can only serve one term, Mojica became a senator. He held that post until August 2018 before resigning and rejecting the state pension. At the age of 83, he then returned, or continued, to work on his farm. I can't help but enjoy drawing a parallel between Jose Mojica and Lucius Cincinnatus. Cincinnatus's career has been much embellished by legend, but it still shows how much admiration people have for civic virtue, humility, and modesty. Encyclopedia Britannica gives the following summary of the legend of Cincinnatus. Quote, 
The core of the tradition holds that in 458, Cincinnatus was appointed dictator of Rome in order to rescue a consular army that was surrounded by the Equi on Mount Algaitis. At the time of his appointment, he was working a small farm. He is said to have defeated the enemy in a single day and celebrated a triumph in Rome. Cincinnatus maintained his authority only long enough to bring Rome through the emergency. He then resigned and returned to his farm. End quote. So the similarities between these two leaders are clear. No desire for reward or fame, just a desire to help the people, the time and energy to devote to worthwhile undertakings, and a humble farm to happily return to. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content, and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom, and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.